Alright, this is Steve. And this is Parnell. And uh, this is Flippin' and Mashing. Welcome to another episode here. Dude, we're on we're on episode four. Episode four already? And we're cruising. We got our mic back. Yes, we did. So hopefully it sounds better to all of you guys than what uh, what last week sounded like. Hey, Steve. Yeah. You a dad again yet? No, not yet. Um, I feel like it's really close. It is really. It, I felt like it was going to be close like a week ago. <laughs> I mean. So her due date is when? Her due date is technically tomorrow. So even though she's not late because tomorrow is her due date, it has felt like late because uh, Easton was a week early. So we kept thinking that this one was going to be early. Right. Uh, she was bigger this time around, so we thought that it was going to be coming sooner. And then uh, he's just still in there cooking. Still in the oven. Maybe just growing hair like my yeah, daughter. Yeah, just has, come out with the full... Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you have a, a boy coming. Yeah. But just a full head of hair, maybe yeah. like a mullet. He's just going to have a, a full... <laughs> a mullet to go through Trans Am. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so he's going to have a full uh, Elvis Presley come strolling out. <laughs> Let's go! But, uh... No, no baby yet. So we're... Probably tomorrow. Well, I got money on it. We... At the office, we made a big pool... Oh, I'm just kidding. I, I need a piece of this. <laughs> <laughs> my, my whole life savings. I'm about 99% sure that he's going to come tomorrow. Not just because the due date is tomorrow, but also she's got to check in, uh, check up and stuff like that. And I think they're just going to induce her tomorrow. So I think I will have uh, our second little boy tomorrow. If they induce her, it's going to be a long... Usually it's a, like a long is it? process, yeah. Okay. And they might... They might even say just to let her go, because they'll go only two weeks before or two weeks after. They kind of they leave, they leave that window open. Okay. So it really depends on how comfortable you guys feel or how uncomfortable she is. I know she wants this baby out. Well, I would assume she would. Yeah. yeah. I remember my wife saying the same crap. Like the the last month of it was just let this be over with. Then when we were giving birth, it was why isn't this over? Why, <laughs> make it stop. <laughs> Push it back in. No more. <laughs> Um, there was one item I forgot that I thought was very important that I forgot to talk about during CES, and that was, um, right after Stern's booth, I totally, you know, walked past Razors and, and forgot. However, I saw this, uh, showcase when I was just standing around for the Retrobit controllers that Retrobit and Sega teamed up so that, uh, Retrobit could make licensed new controllers, um, Maybe so. These are new controllers for their old systems. E- yes, and new uh, PCs. So what do you mean? Uh, like they'll go into a PC? Yeah, like USB. Okay. And Bluetooth. Okay. So, so they have multiple connectors. To yeah, it. I, yeah. Well, they're each different controllers. I I have pictures. Maybe I should. Maybe we should make like a Instagram or something, and I can upload sure. them or whatever. So they are making uh, all new. Power accessories, video cables, controllers for Sega Genesis, Sega Saturn, Sega Dreamcast, um, and even like a VGA box for the Dreamcast. They they looked, the boxes and the controllers looked OEM, like the original controllers. People are worried that they're going to be cheap though, like all the third parties were. Makes sense. So I thought I read that they were able to take the original molds. 
to make them, so okay. maybe they will be perfect. But even then, the plastics might be different. Yeah. Um. Up. Oh. Which again, it doesn't mean that they're gonna be bad, because no one knows yet. Yeah. No. No. No one's felt them yet. Um. Or I'm saying you haven't felt them, correct? No, they were in a case. Correct. Uh, I'm assuming that that it was like an early production run for showing and pictures for, for media. I'm kind of amazed that they made controllers for the Sega Saturn. Uh, how many Sega Saturns are in existence? I don't know, but it was, it wasn't a really huge. It it wasn't a blockbuster console. I know it was it's really me- mediocre, and then it like totally got crushed by PlayStation. Right. I know it's like a unicorn, and that everybody remembers them and they like the idea of them you don't have one right no that's one of the only consoles i don't have of the current gens well i, I don't stuff of my age right so the the good thing is my power adapter for my gen 2 genesis is crap you know from being bent at one of the tips sure um i, ha- I have my hand here because we're right next to my consoles are this is the six button genesis joystick or controller these are super rare now, I guess. The six buttons? Yeah, I don't. I might be wrong, but I thought they were selling between forty and sixty dollars used. I tell you what, I don't think I've ever seen one with six buttons. And I don't remember. Because a... when you pulled this out, I was looking at it. I'm like, I don't remember them looking like this. And that's that three button. That's the. Same. There you go. That's what I'm used to looking at. So, were there? Okay, so let's say we got a game right now. How many games used six buttons? Fighting games. That's what I remember using it with. And let me look at my picture for the Genesis. They... See, that was a thing back in the day. Is if you didn't have a specific type of controller, like, uh, what was it? PlayStation 1 had some different games that had uh, the, the DualShock. Oh, when the DualShock first came out. Right. You needed to buy a new controller now. Yeah. To play that kind of game. I remember sending my parent, my mom... To the Target to buy me a DualShock um, so I could play Metal Gear Solid when that first came out because it was one of the first games to use it. And they got me a knockoff, which I still have. It's like a Hori or something. But it worked good. So I'm showing Steve a picture of the six-button. <clears throat> so they're not making the three-button Genesis. They're making a six-button Bluetooth well, either way, it makes six... sense to make a six button because then at least you have the three buttons for games that need only three buttons. Yeah. Here's the six button wired for the Sega Genesis and Sega CD. And then here's the USB one. So, yeah, for PC and Mac. It even says on the box. What's this the, one? The USB one, is it wireless? PC and Mac? And I, no. I, I mean, the, the Bluetooth one. Yep, is. Bluetooth is wireless. So the... it will work on an old Genesis wirelessly? Hmm. Or is that yes. for like... Oh, it will. will. Look at There's the adapter. Okay. All right. Wow. I didn't think it would. Very cool. I thought it was going to... I didn't read it, though. I just kind of snapped pictures. Look at this. I must have Bluetooth built in and the dongles just for the Genesis. Mac, PC, iOS, and Android. Compatible An with Android Genesis. one? Maybe I should just get so, that for my, for my phone. I really think that they were... You know, there's a big market for MAME and emulation. So, if... You emulate it sense. on your computer. Now you can play sense. with the original controllers. Yep. And there's my freaking power supply. <laughs> That's actually exactly what it is. There's so many emulators, people playing all these old games on their PCs, on their phones, and now they can use the old Sega controllers for their current devices. Yeah. And 
they don't have the Sega Saturn 3D controller, which was the big the big controller that came with the game Knights. Oop, it's funny that was my mom calling cuz she's <laughs> listening to us record. <laughs> <laughs> she has an opinion <laughs> Parnell you suck at explaining things um, so I'm just I'm just excited because OEM controllers are, are really hard to come by um, Nintendo started remaking the GameCube which is really awesome um, but all the kind of cheap controllers are that they're cheap and they don't feel as good and I'm excited to see what these feel like because even the Dreamcast have the slot for the I VMU. I forgot how cool the Dreamcast controller looks. They didn't have one out of the case, did they? That's fine. It was still, it's super cool looking. And they're having the black one and the the gray one, and same thing. They they all have USB, a Bluetooth, and then the old Dreamcast controller series. So they had the slot on the top. I've it's for like a memory card, correct? So there's two ports. So here's. I'm actually holding mine right now. I have a rumble pack in the back, mm-hmm. and this, uh, they call the VMU. So you had to attach a rumble pack. Yeah. Just like a 64. But this has two, unlike the 64, only have one. Here's a memory card, but it also has an LCD, because some, some games... Okay, that makes sense. Because I remember seeing in commercials or on something, uh, yeah, different stuff going on inside of the controller. Yeah. And then, see the, the plugs? Visually. You can, you can plug two of these VMUs together, and you can, like, battle. Really? Yeah. Dude, it was so awesome. And I'm kind of sad that it that it kind of didn't catch on once the PlayStation came out. It's a shame. Because it was such a unique and cool idea. Yeah, especially, like, when the 2K series of sports games came out, it just annihilated everything. I think that's actually when they beat Madden. In sales. Well, uh, uh, the only way Madden stuck around was simply because they got that exclusive license with the NFL. Oh, that's right. You were telling me that. Right. Because uh, 2K was blowing them out of the water because they were making a superior game. I remember playing the two, the two games and I hated uh, Madden because all their guys were really bulky at the time. They were these like big, like almost bubble dudes. And then you had 2K, everybody was slim, and they were fast, and they were graphically so much better. Even though Madden was trying to push their graphics, they made their guys so bulky and bubbly, they made them look like cartoons. Almost like Blitz Blitz guys. Correct. Yeah. They were trying to be more realistic, but they ended up looking, I don't know, maybe their surfaces were more more realistic, but their shapes of the bodies were not... Uh, working out for them. And either way, that wasn't the main problem. The main problem was 2K games were fun and the Madden games were turning out to be boring. And uh, they decided, well, we'll win by just having an exclusive license. Now you died, so I win. (laughs) So the 2K NBA games, I think, are still currently around because they're still really good. Yeah, aren't they? I'm I'm pretty sure there's... Who them now? Is that EA? No. No. Who has a new so, basketball game? Isn't it like 2K18? 2K, I still, is, I believe, is owned by Sega. Oh. You, you can look it up. Look it up right now. I'm pretty sure that Sega still owns it. Yeah, 2K18. So it's currently running. Let's see who has it, though. 2K Games. Developed by... Publisher. Just 2K? 
Yeah. So Sega has nothing to do with it now? I forgot who bought 2K. I am not up on this You know stuff. what? They must... Look, it, there's no more licensing anywhere else. Huh. Maybe they're their own thing. I think they are. I think they're 100% self-owned. Oh. Well, that'd be good. I just assumed that Sega still owned them. And that Sega was still making money off of them. Oh. Um... That brings us right into our next kind of thing. Ooh. We got Sega, Nintendo. You just showed me this trailer. Yeah, so I remember there was rumor of a, a like another mini direct coming out today. And I was all hyped. I, all morning and afternoon I kept checking YouTube for it from Nintendo. And then I forgot about it. And then a friend texted me the video. And Nintendo released a new... They had said it was like a new way to play. A feature, like a... And it will be for kids and adults. It was a very, very unique, experimental way to push their system. So, it's called Labo? That, and, uh, yeah, L-A-B-O, so I'm pretty sure it's Labo. Yeah, so, so it's for the Switch, and it, the trailer, I mean, go to Nintendo's YouTube and watch it, but they're kind of... So, the, the new big thing right now is, like, even in the pinball world, there's a product called Pinbox 3000. And you build a pinball machine on a cardboard, and then you play with a marble, but then you can design anything you want onto the playfield. And mm. there was a guy on the forum that made, he like remade uh, a Scared Stiff, and he was working on Terminator, and he was making this game look crazy. He must have done some high-end printing, and made ramps, and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, so Nintendo's kind of taken that, that f I was going to say fad, but it's more of like, just what's popular right now, kind of a cool thing to do to help people be creative. And sure. they're making a game that is associated with these cardboard uh, perforated cutouts. And you punch right. them out, and you the game like tells you how to fold them. Mm -hmm. And then you put the Switch and the Joy-Cons in certain things. And, and it doesn't, it's not just, it looks like it's just cardboard, but it's not. It also has like uh, rubber bands and different stuff. In yeah, it as and well, string. And string. So. In the video, it kind of showcases a, a handful of... I'm assuming they're kind of keeping some games secret, but there was, like, fishing. So it had a rod with a Joy-Con in it and a string, and then the string went to the back of the Switch, and it looked like you were actually fishing. reeling in a, yep. a fit, fish. I almost said Switch. <laughs> yeah. There was, like, a motorcycle where you twist, yep. and it goes. There was a duck. They had a backpack that you could wear, and it had strings coming out that would go to the Joy-Cons. In your hands. And then you would punch... And it would create, on this TV screen, you were like a transformer punching walls and stuff like that. Which is a crazy idea. That they would be using... Uh, I, it's almost like augmented reality, kind of. Yeah. Cause, but it's not... I don't know if it... It's not augmented reality. Because he had like a VR helmet on, too, oh, though. Oh, he did? I don't know if it was a see-through, like you just wear uh, the helmet with a cutout. Oh, sure. Or you wear the Switch. That's probably what it is. That is what it is. He's wearing that... A switch on his head, and then his partners are able to see it on the actual TV, probably. Mm, no. You have to dock the switch. You have to, to dock the TV. switch. I, I just think this was so creative and out of the box of most console manufacturers. And this is why I love Nintendo. They, they do a lot of things to cater for um, um, people with handicaps, like Mario Kart 8's auto-turning and auto-acceleration. Um, and they also think outside the box, like the Wii had the motion controls integrated pretty well, but then like 
PlayStation had motion and it kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. It was okay. And then like the uh, what's the the eye motion or eye toy? And they had the wands, right. which I own like a whole set. Sure. And then, you know they had a couple hand a handful of cool games, but nothing was nothing set. They don't stayed. they don't try to push any of that stuff. They come out with a cool maybe experiment. Well, that first of all, it's not even an experiment for them because uh, Nintendo is technically doing all the experimenting for them yeah. and becoming like the the testing phase. Yeah, the leader. Right. And then if they sell a bunch, then uh, Xbox or PlayStation try to get on board in their own fashion, their own way. Um, well, this here, I don't think anyone's going to try to even get on board with because it's so unique. It's They're trying to find out a new way to play with these Joy-Cons, with this cool Switch that people already are having a blast with. And, you know, you can play anywhere. You can, you know, play all these cool games with each other. Like, you take a tiny uh, controller, I'll take a tiny controller. We'll play together on this tiny screen. Or I'll play by myself with two Joy-Cons, like, motion sensor. I'll put it together, and now it's like a Game Boy. There's so many ways to play it. Or dock it. Now you have a full uh, system, like an Xbox. It's an incredible thing. And now they're trying to go outside of that box and use literally cardboard boxes. And, uh... (laughs) You fold them in all these different ways and turn them into all these cool things, and now it's a plane or it's a a duck that somehow plays in like a duck game. And then the piano that was a big one. Yeah, the piano, and then uh, obviously they inspire you. Not inspire you. They uh, want you to like color them in your own unique ways. Oh, it's all customizing. Fun. Yeah, it's for kids, but not just for kids, but people who are creative and want to just have a fun time in a unique way. I'm betting this will sell a bunch for parents with you know uh, younger kids yeah 5 to 12 or just because now you have a kid and you know how parents are like stop playing video games and get outside well now you actually are being creative yep and playing games yep well there's so much to it okay you got puzzle making you got um you're physically active for one in a lot of these different things that they're doing you are creating stuff by by coloring them by putting them together, you're using your imagination in so many mm-hmm. different ways, as well as you are playing with this technology at the same time. So there's yeah, technology, creativity, uh, activity, all going. You on sold me on it all at the same time. I'm gonna buy them all, and I don't, you know, <laughs> right? I think my daughter is six weeks old. <laughs> so sweet, yeah. So check it out. Um, I'll snag them. I think it's a it's a sweet idea. I just don't know where to put them for the five years I have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, next, what about uh, game arcade-related uh, gifts? I didn't get that many. Well, well I got a couple. For Christmas, yeah. For, yeah, for Christmas. We were supposed to talk about this like two podcasts ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically, when we started, when it was more Christmas time, was when we should, probably should have talked about this. But either way, uh, why don't you go first? Yeah, since I only have like two. Oh, you go, yeah. Go I got yeah. a nightlight from Tilt Cycle, which is a coin return button, and it actually pushes. Uh, and I was jazzed to get that. I put that in the bathroom so it's on all is time. Is it a real coin one that he turned into? Uh... Yeah. So it looks like he three D printed the outside to be its own uh, holder, and then the coin return button is a real, real one. Okay. And it pushes, so you can still push it. And it's mounted to a photosensing LED nightlight. 
So it's nice and bright. Uh, it's LED, so it's low power, and it's the photo sensor instead of the switch because I always forget to turn off and on That's awesome. the other nightlight. And he made this himself. Yeah, he make he like takes things old, makes them into new things, and sells them. That's really cool. Um, yeah, so check that out. He has a bunch of other ones. I was looking at the pop cap, like the pop bumper cap nightlights, but they were on a switch. Like I said, can't do switches, man. Sure. Um, and then I got that Switch game, the Rabbid, Mario vs. Rabbids Kingdom Battle. That was a gift from a friend. And I think that's it. I didn't... Did you get anything for uh, your from your pinball stuff? Oh my god, I forgot! Spooky sent me a gift. I So what I was doing in the last couple of years is I make these pinball ornaments... And I've been giving them to a bunch of my pinball friends, and you I, might have received one this yeah, year. Yeah, I got one. I loved it. Uh, All the guys in our league got one. It's really cool. I was going to mention that as one of my gifts as well. So it, it, it's a real flipper that uh, you drilled a hole in, and uh, you mounted uh, a wood ball that you painted to be silver so it looks like a, uh, an actual pinball, and that just hangs up there on the tree. It looks really cool. Uh, Allie thought it was super cute and loved it. <laughs> Easton wanted to keep playing with it, and I kept <laughs> Tell him not to until he broke it, and I had to re-glue it all back together again. <laughs> so I bought a bunch of flippers, different colors and whatever, years ago. And then I had to take and cut the metal shaft off. Okay. And then, um, yeah, drilled a couple little holes for the, the hook and uh, the ball. And put, I ordered a crap ton of rubbers, clear, you know, colored, clear, translucent, standard rubber, rubber colors. Oh, for the actual flipper. Yep, for the flipper. And then... Little wooden dowels push into the flipper and then stick up into the um, the ball. And I had to also drill out each ball individually because they only come as a solid ball. So it was a lot of labor. It was a lot of work. Um, well, thank so, you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, everybody in the league got them. And I mailed a couple friends. And then I had one kind of sitting around. I was like, I have listened to Spooky Pinball Podcast. I've seen them at MGC. I've bought a bunch of their translates. I've played their games. I really want to buy a game from them. I haven't. Um, I also haven't talked to them because listening to their podcast, I feel like we're, we're friends. But then uh, they have no idea who the hell I am. <laughs> sure, sure. I understand. Yeah. So when I did meet them at the show, I kind of just stared at them and I didn't know. I, I'm i really bad. <laughs> it's kind of like meeting a celebrity. No, I completely understand. So I wrote them, an, I wrote them a letter and uh, I mailed them an ornament and they mailed me a gift back. Um... So, I got a canvas bag with a beer koozie from Spooky. Everything's Spooky label. I got a, a keychain or whatever, key lanyard, and a couple other things. And I got some like Spooky plastics, uh, kind of like keychain plastics you would get in a new game. Well, that's awesome. I got something else. I just don't remember what it is. But yeah, so that was sweet. I was super excited uh, to get that and have them. Uh, appreciate me for the gift that I gave them and then they gave me a gift that I love. That was really cool. So, they have a new game releasing in March. They're going to announce it and it's the Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle so they'll show the game off then. So, nothing till then. Will it have Alice Cooper music in it then? Yeah, so, yeah they're going to have Alice Cooper music. He's going to narrate the castle and you like 
uh, go through. You play through the castle and fight monsters. And I guess on the last podcast they were talking about. Now you don't play the remember haunted house at the candy shop. Yes, that's a haunted house, right? And yeah. They keep saying it's not like haunted house. It's you actually play through a castle. So there must be like a castle on the playfield, and you like shoot into it, and it's gonna be awesome. I'm getting, I'm pretty excited to see it. So, yeah. oh, go ahead. what'd you get? What did, what did Santa Claus bring you? Um, for one, uh, game wise, I got uh, Injustice, uh, and then I got My oh, Little Pony. Injustice Two, actually, I have to say, <laughs> and then uh, some Xbox gift cards. Got um, are those gift cards to just buy whatever on the shop, or are they correct. the live one? Okay, yeah, well, yeah, Xbox Live, but yeah, for whatever you want in the shop, whether it be games or movies, whatever. Um, also, I got let's see here, a Titanfall action figure, a really large stand-up one that mounts. I got that in my office. Also, in my office, I got two new pops, Funko Pops. Got one for uh, Destiny, and one for. Um, Batman Arkham Knight, which I think is pretty awesome. Uh, if you guys haven't played Arkham Knight, you're missing out. The whole Arkham series is really good. Um, I'm going to leave it at that because not, we're not doing a whole review on that right now. But it, I think it's an epic series and a really, really good game in and of itself. You got the pinball ornament? Pinball ornament. You broke the pinball ornament. Pin- <laughs> and I, Just kidding. And I, yep. And um, I gorilla glued it back together. God, what else did you tell me? I mean, that was it. I mean, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my, okay, this is my breakdown of Injustice 2. If you really like the original one, you'll like this one as well. If you really like uh, the story modes of like Mortal Kombat or anything like that, you'll enjoy this one. Because they are all got these convoluted storylines that have cool characters that you like, and they try to get them all jammed into the story but it's hard to create a story when you got so many characters. It's just a, a mess of characters that they all want you to play with them, at least for like a mission or so. And some of the costumes I don't think are real awesome. I do... Okay. Actual arcade fighting-wise, epic game. It's a really, really awesome game, just like any... Uh, game that NetherRealm makes, they make the some of the, in oh, my the opinion, Kombat. Actually, yeah, yeah, they make the best fighters. Oh, they're amazing. Right. Mortal Kombat and Injustice are epic games to me. Um, and then DC is my favorite of the two comic series. And you got Marvel and DC. I DC has been my favorite one. So you got NetherRealm making DC games. This is this is awesome. I'm, I'm all I'm all in. I think the story is chaos. There's just so much in it that it's similar to, uh, how do I say it, Uh, Flashpoint. If anyone uh, is familiar with uh, the comics uh, series or movie out there called Flashpoint, where uh, Flash goes back in time and he messes up all this different stuff. So what you're used to, all just gets completely all messed up and warped. And that's kind of like this. They go into a separate dimension, which warps all this different stuff up. You got a whole civil war in between all the superheroes. And it's something that I personally don't like. So it's not that it was maybe a bad story. It's that I personally think it's too convoluted. And I don't like um, all of these superheroes fighting against each other. I would like them maybe united. And they do unite for a second versus 
uh, Brainiac. And at that point, when they're all working together to try to defeat Brainiac, I really enjoyed it at that point. Enjoyed it a lot. Did you play Injustice 1? Yes. Do you remember it? I have really good memories of it. I mean, if I played it again, I don't know how I'd feel I'm about it. I'm just wondering about the storyline. You know what I mean? Did they carry it over? Because I have Injustice 1 for 360, but I don't... I'm really I fuzzy. Played it. I'm really fuzzy on it. I thought they carried it over, but there were certain things that happened that I at least thought happened in number one that when I started playing number two, I was like, I don't know if this is a sequel directly or if this is kind of on its own that's supposed to like mimic the, the other one. Because mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like something happened in number one that is not happening in number two. Now, in number two, there's a couple points in it that I thought were really dumb. Uh, for instance, they had Deadeye shoot the Flash in the leg while the Flash was running at full speed, which I thought was insanity. Because So, he's tracking the Flash, and I'm like, why is he tracking the Flash right now? The, the Flash is running at full speed. You cannot see him. It's completely impossible for you to see him. And he's just tracking him like he's in slow motion. And he shoots him. And the bullet catches up to the Flash. Shoots him in the leg. The Flash, for some reason, doesn't get injured. Because a couple frames later, he's just walking around like nothing happened. So I'm assuming he had body armor on and it just glanced off his knee or whatever. I don't know. Either way... When, they, when that first happened, there was a couple scenes like that that I thought were just kind of bogus. And I was like, who's who's writing this right now? Because they have some cool stuff that's in it. And then you have stuff like that that, to me, just boggles my mind. Like, why are you having a bullet chase down the Flash? And then, moments later, like a scene later, he's dodging bullets like, like not even like Neo. Because Neo has to like move really hardcore to get out of the way of these bullets. Yeah. He's watching them move by so slow that it's pointless for him to even move. He's just like walking around them like they're not even there. Whereas this bullet caught all the way up to him while he was running and it hit him in the leg. It's a little inconsistent. A little, yeah. A lot of inconsistency in it. And one thing I didn't like about it is I didn't like the costumes. Because they put a lot of effort into making, like, I think, all these unique costumes for everybody. I thought Superman's costume was just dorky as hell. I thought Batman's costume was too much. Um, he wears, I think, like three or four costumes in just the story mode alone. And it's kind of cool. His, his middle costume was the best, in my opinion. His first one, dorky as hell. Middle one, really good. Liked it a lot. Switched to his third one, which is like kryptonite-laced. I thought... And the idea of it was really cool. Like, oh yeah, kryptonite lace suit? Bring it. Let's do this. Let's take off Superman. He deserves to get killed right now. And uh, so he drops down in this kryptonite armor. And then they kind of zoomed out. And I was looking at the armor like, ah, you look like a dragon now or something. <laughs> I, you don't look like Batman. You look like like Dragon Man or something. Or like some kind of hybrid. You, I don't know. So I, I didn't really like it. But um, it was okay. Uh, st- I guess overall, if I was gonna give it an overall rating, I'd probably give it like a like a like a six, which isn't really good, because I think what? that the fighting is really good, but the story is maybe a one-time playthrough, and you'll completely forget about it. Okay, so what about if you had a buddy or a party at your house, and you were gonna play a fighting game? That's totally different. 
I, I guess that's totally different. The, the fighting itself is really good. And you'll have an awesome time uh, playing with your buddies. It, it's perfect for... It's a perfect party game. So six single player... Well, you can... They're like Mortal Kombat, right? You can, you can just fight like a ladder of people. Yeah, you can... Uh, I guess I haven't done that. I'm sure that is a thing. I didn't do that, though. Um, but when you just fight somebody else, the game's a 8-9? Probably. Yeah. It's probably like a, probably a 9. Yeah, just the straight-up fighting is probably a 9. It's the story, because that's what I guess what I was basing this all kind of off of was the story. That, to me, drags it down quite a bit, because I... I, I got a lot of problems with the story that I just don't enjoy it. <laughs> You're just one of those, like... I just don't enjoy it. Comic book nerds, and you just get pissed when they... That is my problem. If I wasn't so maybe invested in a lot of these characters, I probably would enjoy it a lot more. But then all of a sudden I watch this, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Not to go off topic, but this happened with the Star Wars stuff, and you got all mad. Yeah, exa- yeah. very similar ways. You, just, you put too much... You, you put your, your, your Injustice DC comic hard on your sleeve and then you just get it ripped off when you play the game <laughs> exactly exactly uh but right. i mean it, it had its moments that i thought were really cool then it had its moments that i thought get the, who's writing this bullcrap? well if it's on sale then it'd be, it's a perfect game to get on sale yes. at a discount instead yeah. of paying full price yeah. and it, is there a dlc because that's also oh actually it's dlc is epic it has a lot of dlc and one of the dlc things which is what I don't own it yet. You're getting me excited. What is it? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shut the... I don't even think I knew this. All four of them are one character. So, like, you get to be all four of them at the same time versus... Oh, they, like, like, do they swap out? Like, I don't really you... know. You I don't... didn't buy it yet? No, it's not... You have those available. Xbox... I don't think it's available yet. those Xbox credits. I don't think it's available <laughs> yet. <laughs> because I just saw the trailer for it. Oh. And I kept wanting to see the gameplay. Because I want to see how all four work. Um, there are other characters currently in the game that have like two players. For instance, there's this guy called Adroxus, I think, and he shows up. He's like the anti-Green Lantern. He's this big, huge red beast dude, and he has this sentient, like, evil cat thing that is like hovering around him and helping him, and then he'll like fight for him and stuff like that. So there's that dude. That's got two characters that are interacting, kind of like in I think it was like two. Two Mortal Kombat's ago, you had Smoke and who's the all black guy? I don't, I don't know because I only knew like Scorpion, Sub Zero, Reptile. Then Smoke came. He's Sub Zero's brother that died. He's the original Sub Zero. He died. <laughs> God. He was risen from the dead <laughs> as this all inky black uh, noob. His name is Noob. Noob Cybot. So, uh, but I thought he had that we. Oh, I guess he's not Sub-Zero anymore. He's got that goofy mask with the eye holes, right? What, you're talking about just like Sub-Zero, right? No. Okay, well, Noob has a mask just like Sub-Zero. He looks just like Sub-Zero, really? except for he's all inky black. I don't... And then Smoke. Oh. Smoke is also really cool. Nowadays, they're all unique and separate characters, but when they were first, I think, both introduced as... I don't know, one of the newer systems, they were together. I think it's in that game right there, they're together. I'm holding up, I have Mortal Kombat 9, I think it is. It's the first re- remake of Mortal Kombat on PS3. I'm pretty, I'm I not actually 100% sure. I don't see it 
I had a combat pass? What did that get me? Oh, I didn't even use it. What does this open up to? Uh, I also have Injustice 1 for 360, so I will... I was hoping that there'd be like a player list. There is not. I am sad. But either way, Noob, Cybot, and Smoke work together, and those are two kind of... They, you can like tag them out, and they work together. In like is he the guy that throws that little smoke bomb down, and Koi always plays with him? Mm, I played with him a lot. I'm looking up the Ninja Turtle thing. There was just a DLC on, like, the 12th okay. of December. I know that comes with Adam. Who's Adam? He can shrink himself. He's literally just like, like Ant-Man. Just like Ant-Man. I think it's really cool that they're bringing in Sub-Zero. They also have Raiden in the game. R oh, yeah, because Never Realm. Right. So, the Red Hood, Starfire. Red Hood's bomb. He's really good in it. Why can't I find this Ninja Turtle stuff? It's in there. Black Manta. He's a uh, Black Manta is Aquaman's nemesis. The final three DLC characters. From See, there Justice you go. Two. It's the final pack is revealed, but it hasn't dropped yet. At least I don't think it has. Adam will be available for early access, but specific release dates for the others are not confirmed. Oh, so yeah, it might not be out. Huh. That's exciting. I'm surprised they're still. Although it came out this year, this well, last year. Anybody? Either way. It was a really big reveal. People blew their minds when uh, uh, they showed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All four of them. Are they DC or something? No. What? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles technically themselves aren't uh, DC. But their comic book might be made by DC. What the heck? No. This is crazy. I just googled... Uh... Does DC own TMNT? And it says, The Turtles share an origin story with Daredevil, who is Marvel. That's weird. So, that's interesting. But then there's one right here where there's a crossover. Batman, Batman. And it looks like DC's worked with them before on a miniseries for comics. Maybe you should be more comic booky. It would help when we have these discussions it where would we sound help. like a bunch of idiots. It Googling. would help. <laughs> <laughs> it would help. Uh, let's see what do we have next on the docket. Um, so, the power supply rebuild kit for your is going to be here tomorrow. What What is the game called again? Disco Fever. Disco Fever. No, yeah. it's not. Nope. No, it's not. It's called like it's called Roller Disco. Roller, Roller Disco, Disco by Gottlieb. Uh, I finally got the tracking, and yeah, it comes tomorrow. So. Maybe I'll bring the power supply board home. I also ordered two extra transistors, one for under the playfield, one for the driver board that I uh, touched and burned my finger. Because <laughs> I'm not messing with that guy anymore. <laughs> I was, however, in a thread on Pinside that was for that generation of game. It's like the club for System 1 and System 80 games. And they were talking about, you remember how we were testing the, there's a mini transformer and a big one. And the mini does... I want to say maybe the 60 volt or something for the displays. And the big one did the little voltage, but a bunch of them. Yes. They were talking about using um, solid, I want to say like solid state or the, the power supplies from arcade units uh -huh. to supplement. Instead, of you cut the transistor out and just put this nice power supply in that's more reliable. Sure. Um so that's like a backup, but we did test, and we got the correct power up to the board, but we weren't getting correct power out of the board. So I'm thinking it's just the components 
on the board. But if I, you know, blow my finger off or light myself <laughs> on fire, we can always put a power supply in. Right. Right. If needed. If needed. Because I kind of want to play this thing. Well, I really, really want to play it. That's what... Once we get it working and... Um, I mean, we could clean it and stuff, but if the lights don't all light on, then it's not as fun to put the to put the LEDs in and the right. color rubbers. Right. And you don't want to rip the playfield down to clean it and then not put new stuff back on. Correct. And then you remind me tomorrow, I'll get the coils ordered for those drop max. Yes. Or the drop target reset coils. Gotta get those. And then um, I think. I get home from the cities on Sunday. I can probably rebuild the power supply then. And uh, what's what do I gotta do? I gotta. I ordered new sling rubber from Titan on Tron because one of the clear ones broke randomly while I wasn't playing. Okay. And then I have Cliffy's for Medieval, Lord of the Rings, Metallica to install. So I need to spend an entire day and then. Another weekend to get Black Hole. You have to get Black Hole fixed. I'm getting... I'm having... I'm having an issue, Steve. You have to get Black Hole fixed. It so, is possibly... <laughs> the best game in your whole entire collection. And you don't even know it. <laughs> so I've had that for... Three or four years now? And it's never... I got it... I got the boards fixed and everything, but the playfields need to get torn down and cleaned and replaced and all that parts on it but i'm having a problem i want i'm having the get a new game fever this is your new game I, this, but i've owned this, it for four years no no but but you've never played it not even <laughs> once so you need to you need to get it fixed and then this will be your new game and if you put like all sorts of fancy blue leds in it that are all bright and fancy that will maybe self-met that you've <laughs> never played it no i haven't Otherwise, have you ever played a black hole? Only on the pinball arcade. Yeah, same here. Otherwise, I have been trying to rationalize selling Tron, which is like my number two game. You shouldn't sell Tron. To get scared stiff, total nuclear annihilation, or just a Wizard of Oz popped up in Michigan the other day for 6500 and I wanted it. I can understand Total Annihilation, because Total Annihilation is just a bonkers amount of lights, so it kind of takes place oh, of Tron's And we lights. need, we almost need to make a road trip down to the cities to go play one, because you don't know what the subwoofer is like. Oh yeah, that's right. So it's got tons of music, tons of lights, which is like Tron. Yes. Lots of lights, lots, it's a light lots show, of music. It's a light doesn't show music. It doesn't have a big huge bass to it, but it has lots of cool bomb music. Yes. TNA, though, I f is a great game. Don't get me wrong. I played the Whitewood at MGC and fell in love. However, it's a good game to play with other people. Because it's ball lock stealing, and it's a really good game to challenge people on for dollar games. I don't know how fun it would be to play over and over by yourself. However, if it's like Tron, where it's hard, and the music, and the lights, that's what keeps me wanting to play Tron. Sure. Sometimes I hate it, but you kind of give it a break for a week or two, and then you go back to it, and you like it again. The visuals of it and the music of it is what makes it so good. The gameplay of it 
is so frustrating that it's hard to continue to play it. So you, then you leave it because you're like, yes, you know what, f you, and then and then you <laughs> and then you move on to the next game. But the just listening to the music as soon as oh. you start playing. Or as soon as you hear like so good. Uh, the ball whip around, so you're, you know, like the disc flying, yeah. right? All that cool stuff. It's a fun game to be in, but then you drain the ball like in four seconds and you're just pissed. And I have the remixed um, like ROM on it, so the music isn't stock, it's the remixed. And I've been meaning to set aside some time and put only the, the um, that Daft Punk remast what do they call it i own it remixed remixed i have that soundtrack and i was redrezzled yeah i think right yeah yeah yeah. redrezzled redrezzled or re-resed or something whatever it is yeah i've been meaning to like rip all that and put it in how i want it and i just freaking forget that you did that no i someone else did and i have their code on but i want to do it myself okay Oh, yeah, you can make a playlist? Yeah, so you just pick... So if you start Clue, you know, you can put that music, oh, your music in. I got you. I got you. Um, and I really want color DMDs for all my games, but holy smoly... Can you imagine a color DMD for, for Tron? Oh, it looks so good. That would make Tron a brand new game. You should just get that for Tron, you'd have a brand new game. For well, 400 Lord, bucks. But then Lord of the Rings would need one, because it looks... Lord of the Rings... Lord that, of the Rings needed one, for sure. And then it's like, well, when Ghostbuster comes out. Yep, Ghostbuster needs one as well. <laughs> That's true. This single-color DMD looks like ass compared to Medieval Madness. You can't even see what's going on here. Everything's orange. <laughs> I, I'm not creative enough to look at and make up what these things are. Yeah, exactly. They're expensive, and maybe I'll have to start setting aside like 100 a month to get the 400 to go buy them, mm-hmm. and then just get a couple a year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, oh, I forgot to, um, Okay, instead of trying to get a new system. I don't think you should get a new system. You have a lot of elite games here. Yes, that's the harp I keep telling myself, is I have these really great games. You have a lot of elite games that... The top games. Top The only games. one that might be better than some of these would be Total Annihilation. Just because as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, now I get why you like it so much. It's just, there's so much light going on. And there's so much music going on that it is kind of crazy. But, nonetheless, these games in and of themselves are all epic games. You got Medieval Madness is a crazy good game. Lord of the Rings, crazy good. Tron, crazy good, extremely frustrating. (laughs) Metallica, Ghostbusters, all epic games. Oh, including that busted up game down there. (laughs) That game is also really great. Black uh, hole inside a hole of exactly, blackness. Exactly. Really great game that is never going to get built. <laughs> you're close. I'm going to fix your you're game like, before I fix my like, game. You know that, right? Yes, I do know that. <laughs> I do know that. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, I think next week or next weekend, maybe we'll have to bring my bubble hockey to work to get it out of the way. It's kind of in my way in the living room. Down here. Ga- game room. This this is a game room. Yeah, we got to move it out of here. We got to get it over to... Uh, to the office so that we can beat dust we can have battles mm-hmm. we'll have our own battle royale mm-hmm. for dollars yep we gotta rob Dustin <laughs> or like oh, you go buy lunch he's and... a gambler he'll put money down we'll take advantage of him <laughs> ah crap 
Yeah. And then, uh, then another business partner is going to get pissed and just making it into an arcade. <laughs> there we go. Maybe he'll like it. I don't know. He might. He talked about getting a Gauntlet arcade game. If we move all the game system is in there, then it's already done. Yeah, it's what's he going to do? Late. I can't move eight pinball machines that are heavy as hell in like an hour. I'll just black out the windows, put a bunch of neons in there. <laughs> well, I did tell you that we, if we need to generate some revenue, we could turn it into like an arcade after hours. Oh, that'd be so epic. I think our wife, girlfriends, significant others would be angry if we didn't come home though. <sighs> they would be so furious, like, but we'd have so much fun. We'd have a second job. Babe, I'm making you... Making money. Making more money for you to be more comfortable. It was either this or Uber. <laughs> and at least here, you know, there's not going to be any girls. It's just a bunch of nerd kids. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we did not make it to the arcade because CES and um, I was out of town. Yeah, we'll make it there eventually. I think we'll have to plan it for next week. And then we'll do our little review on uh, a couple I mean, games. I theoretically, we could go this weekend. I'm gone. Oh. Sunday I could go. Okay. Um, let's see. I used to route games, but we can save that story for later. You reviewed a game. Bubble Hockey. Oh. We could do... My Bubble Hockey fire story is short. Go on. So, my Bubble Hockey I purchased cheap because it didn't work from a buddy of mine. Sure. It's an 83 original. It's been routed heavily, so it's it was a used and abused. This one right here. Yep. Okay. So... I got the game, it didn't work. I got it home, started tearing it down, went through the power supply, everything, things, everything seemed fine, but power wasn't getting there, so I started working back toward the plug-in cord and found that there was a fuse that I thought was fine because I looked at it, but the break was, uh, you had to pull the fuse out of the holder for it, and then it was completely gone, so I was like, oh there's the power problem so i put a new fuse powered up started working uh but then i was you know kind of refurbishing it got new i got a new ribbon cable and the pcb board is also the original 83 moog uh on the coin door and there was a big burn mark so i thought hey i'm gonna oh so so there was a burn mark and they Tapped two or three of the lines off the ribbon cable and just jumped them to the board directly. Okay. So the ribbon cable wasn't its own ribbon cable anymore. Okay. Kind of a hack job. Right. Because of another problem that they didn't want to fix, I guess. So okay. I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to fix this. Uh, I like to make things nice and right. Correct. <clears throat> so I ordered a new plug some, that mounts. Some, some, o, some OEM stuff. Yeah, you solder onto the board that, that then accepts the ribbon cable. And I ordered a new ribbon cable from Boston Pinball. And then thought, hey, uh, I need a new scoreboard because that scoreboard sucks. And I got the Boston Pinball LED scoreboard. So everything is LED. It's low power. It's really bright. I don't need the fan to move anymore because it's not uh, high heat. Okay. Um, everything's great. Except, I turned the game on, my buddy uh, Chris was here, and he was, uh, oh, yeah, you fixed this, blah, blah, I'm like, yeah, 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 turned the game on, we're kind of mon monkeying around a little bit, all of a sudden, a giant fireball comes flying out of the coin door. A fireball? A fireball. What? Then my wife yells down uh, the stairs, hey, 
is something on fire? <laughs> and Chris, I unplugged the game quick, but Chris could not stop laughing. <laughs> Okay, so what what was what was the ball? What was the the fire? Okay, I get that. Okay, fire shoots out. Some something lit on fire. But what exploded to fire okay. out? Okay, and this was my lack of thinking. This was my fault. It was bad. Okay. So when I replaced that um that I think it's like a Molex connector that the ribbon cable plugs on, I totally spaced on cleaning the black carbon off, which was. The burn from the prior problem. Okay. Put the new connector on. Turn the game on. Sure. Fireball came out. I didn't fully realize at the time that the black carbon conducts electricity. Oh. So it just bridged everything. Really? Ooh, it was bad. What's amazing that the game even played if you were bridging all sorts of stuff. Oh. And it just... The ribbon cable just goes to that top scoreboard so it has like high voltage for uh, lights and... Uh, Score, so I don't know if they're plasma, but they're like LED based digits, like the eight segment. This was it loud. I don't remember being loud. I just remember this giant fireball and then the smell of burning electronics. Scary. So that mm, I want to say I was taking a couple games to Milwaukee for MGC, Uh and I hit up Rob Anthony and asked him if he could fix my board because no one, no one, like no one fixes. This board. Sure. If your board fails, you either replace it you're, with another used. very fried board now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I fucked it up. <laughs> you, either, sure. you either replace it with a used one yeah. that you hope works. And they all seem to have this problem. And I found out part of the reason why. Or you try to fix it yourself. And some of the components on it are unobtainable now. So I've been working on trying to get an Arduino to run the game. Still working on that. I need to stop creating too many projects and but, just work on one at yeah time. one at a time but anyway brought the board to rob anthony he he got it fixed he fixed the game however when i handed it to him and he looked at it he asked me what the fuck did i do to this thing sure <laughs> sure oh i held a lighter on it for like 14 minutes <laughs> yeah. that's how i got I rubbed some black carbon and then yeah. plugged it in exactly uh, he got me the board back, and there was a giant hole where that connector w- was connected to. Oh, so the chunk flew out. He had to remove some of the PCB oh, to get so to... Oh, he removed it. It wasn't out of there. On uh, it might have, but I know he removed some of it to get to the good connections. And he made... He, like, jumped those uh, embedded wires in the PCB to the connector itself. Really? So if you look at it, there's a hole. Like, with maybe, wires coming across? Yeah, with wires. Wow. And he said, no warranty on this, but it should work. <laughs> and it does. I mean, he did a great job. He saved a board. Right. Um, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. That was stinky. I just, when I was, t- I got new ice for it as well. So the dome got rebuffed. It still doesn't not look perfect. But I got new ice, which is smoking white. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of my little... I have the old ice still, but the couple of the little humps were cracked, and the piece that goes in front of the goalie that's thin was cracked, and it it looked old. I was as long as that didn't crack, I would I would have kept it. But when that the goalie kept getting hung up on it, oh there you go, yeah. I got pissed. Sure, I went to pull off a player, and the peg broke off the player. So now I was gonna 
put an ornament hook on the top of him and make him an ornament. Oh, really? Because <laughs> he's like the perfect... Now he has no pig hanging on him. He would be a perfect ornament. Yeah. Yeah. Bubble hockey ornament. So, a friend of mine, you know, he was telling me, I used to have season tickets to the UMD Bulldogs hockey. Yeah. And that he should paint them UMD versus UND, the Fargo team. Smart. You know, the fighting Hawks. Yes. Let, let's piss them off. The Hawks. Yes. 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 <laughs> the Fighting Sioux wasn't good enough. They had no. to switch their name. But no. that'd be a kind of a fun rivalry and that's you know, if I sold the game local, someone would probably like it. But yeah, that's my bubble hockey fire story. Fireball story. Um, I have another game to review. Uh oh. So I just started playing uh Telltale's game uh Back to the Future. I haven't gotten real deep into it. I've gotten I, I pushed it pretty hard last night. To see how far I can get. I stopped at like one a.m. Is that why you were at work late? I wasn't <laughs> at work late. <laughs> but anyways, um, I uh, I enjoyed the game. I think it's a pretty good game. Do you think it follows the movie? No, it, it's like number three. No, there is three games. Or three movies. Yeah. So it's like movie number four. Oh, so they just kind of continue the story. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It is really cool. Because then you don't have to, like, keep in line with certain guidelines or scripts, and it's they can create their own kind of world. Correct. And I really enjoy it for that factor. Um, he wakes... Wait, the game starts out seemingly... Spoiler. Like, um, yeah, well, it's, well, it's, just, it's, the, it's just the beginning. It's fine. It starts out seemingly like you are playing through episode one. But then, come to find out, it was just a dream. Because thing, things start changing. And you're like, this doesn't happen in the movie. I know this doesn't happen in the movie. Because at first, I was like, I don't remember that happening. And then as it starts progressing, like, there's no way that happens in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wakes up. And he realizes, okay, that was, that was all a dream. That's why it was all so convoluted. Where are we now in the timeline? And then, as you come to find out, we're in, like, episode four now. It's like, oh, that's cool. So, right, so we're continuing the story. All right, let's do this. I'm ready. I'm all in now. And there's a lot of uh, paying homage to uh, the other stuff. Like they have like a picture on the wall of him and Doc back in the day in like, in, like oh. cowboy movies and stuff yeah. like that. And the music is great. So I think the story's pretty good. Uh, the only thing I have against the, the game is that I feel like it's a very slow progressing uh, game. And I wish that it was faster paced. Uh, I think that the story is good if I could just move it along. But it, like they, they send you on these different tasks that uh, are sometimes just mind-numbing. Because you're traveling back and forth across this town uh. to get one thing, then run back across the town to get something else, to put this puzzle together. So it's a whole puzzle game, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I guess I haven't played a whole lot of Telltale games, but I thought that they were more like decision-based and not necessarily like puzzle-based. Yeah, I want to say... The Walking Dead first one, like the first game they made, was more decision based. Right. But, but there was so many years ago, I don't remember. Right, because I mean, I, I played through I think episode one of uh, the Walking Dead, and that's all I remember from it is just making a lot of decisions that were going to affect the outcome. Whereas this one, I think, run one path going forward, so they have you doing a lot of different like, tasks and trying to figure out how to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you need to get this from Biff. How are you going to get it? You know, or you need to get 
this from somebody else? How are you going to accomplish that? Oh, I need to, I guess, get this. And where are you even going to find that? Oh, I'm going to have to travel over here. Maybe they have it. There's a lot of detective work in it. Uh, you're doing a lot of stuff like that. And it can become tedious. So At did first... you ever play the game Mist? No. Or Riven? No. Okay. Good. No. Those are very slow puzzle games. Okay. But they're very hard, deep puzzle games. So I didn't know if it was kind of... It, it very well may be similar to that. I am not saying that this is a bad game. I just don't know if it's a game for me. I could, I'm pushing through it mainly because I want to progress the story. I want to know what happens more in, you know, throughout what's... Basically, I want to know what happens in episode four, kind of. And I'm enjoying it for that factor. But the, the tedious work of running back across these towns is kind of driving me mad. Um, but other than that, I think it's a good game. I, I, if you are used to telltale games, I think you would enjoy this game a lot. If you're used to puzzle games or maybe slower kind of games like that, I think you would love this game. If you are like a first person shooter person, you would hate this game. And you, you haven't have played no the Batman ones. No. My okay. brother-in-law and sister-in-law are playing through that right now. Do they... I mean, not my brother-in-law. My brother and my sister-in-law are playing through Did that. Did you ever hear how they... Wait, is that a slow game too, or... I don't know. Okay. They never told me. Uh, I'll, I'll have to ask them. But uh, I've heard really good things about it. I don't... I know that that plays a lot into like his detectiveness. So maybe that's... Hmm. Mm-hmm. In a similar way, like you're trying to figure out a puzzle. Uh, maybe that's kind of how the newer Telltale games are. There are more puzzles. I really feel like no matter what I do in this game, I'm on one path. Because they give you a list of different things you can ask, but they seem more like uh, clues. You can ask all these different things, but they don't uh, really affect the outcome. It's more like you're getting more information. You're, yeah, you're getting more help. Right. Um... I think it's a I think it's a pretty good game. I am I, not going to really give it a rating right now because I haven't completed it. If I was closer to the end or even finished, I would probably maybe give it a again a six or something <laughs> like that because I think the story is good. The gameplay is too slow for me, but I'm going to keep pushing through it to see how far I can get. If it if I can't handle it, if I think it's too boring, I'll quit. But I just when I ended to go to sleep that last night. I just finished all this junk in the, in the middle of the town. It's like, good. I'm on to the next chapter. Now, hopefully that's, you know, a little uh, better. Faster. Right. The first chapter was, was pretty quick and fun. Second chapter got really slow. I'm hoping that the next chapter is going to be pretty quick. Yeah, you have to let us know. Mm-hmm. Do you like Back to the Future? I love Back to the Future. When's the last time you watched them? A long time ago. Okay. So there's the nostalgia. I'll tell you what. I watched number one several times and i saw number one i think last summer uh i forgot that there was swearing in it i was surprised by that there's swearing in this game as well oh really yeah <laughs> yep. they, they say shit in it and i was like oh boy okay i wasn't expecting that right off the bat me too it's like because uh, he's like marty you're gonna see some real shit here and i was like oh thanks doc for swearing right in my face <laughs> jeez <laughs> but uh uh it's a good game well, because there's a pinball machine, but I don't think they got all the licenses, so some of the characters look off. But 
there's a big group of people that really want another one. It's a great, it's a great franchise. So I can imagine it would be a really good pinball machine. I think it could be a great pinball machine. The one they made was from Data East, I'm pretty sure, and it was back in the '90s, maybe '89. I don't know. And I've never played it. Ramp where like you were like ramping up to be like the the 88 miles an hour kind of thing. They had a ramp. I've never played it, so I'm not too sure. It had to be like a big long straightaway. And then I got a curve at the end or something. Oh, a straightaway into the the courthouse, kind of. Like, the ball disappears oh, yeah. in the courthouse. So there could be t- so many cool things, but I'm hoping they remake it. Because it is a great franchise that hasn't seen much of anything since the third one. Mm-hmm. And the third one was... Well, a lot of people think the first one's good, then the third one, then the second one. A lot of people don't like the second one. Isn't the second one where he goes back and forth in the future? Yeah. I think the you, first one? I think you have that flip. No, no, no. Okay. No, because the first one, he just goes back in time. And his mom oh, wants his to mom, make yeah. out with him all The day. second one, is that where he drives the board? Correct. But then the third one's the train one. People don't like the train one. No, I, I don't know. I, I just listened to a podcast uh, from... And they love the train? I don't remember which one it was. But... They were talking about this Back to the Future, and a lot of people have... Usually they like the first one, but then the second and the third, they flip back and forth. Like, Correct. I... But they still like it. It's only have much. memories of the cowboy one, which is number three, as a child. I remember as a child, I loved it. But that's just... That's a child's mind. Y- yes, exactly. And then the train at the end was like, oh my god! It was a, train that a can go. really, really, really cool movie, movie to me. I do remember my uncle behind me thinking that the stuff was stupid. So, <laughs> so, so that, so that. This is, the, this is the hard part where we watch these movies as children, like Star Wars, and then you watch them as adults, going, "What the hell right. was I thinking? <laughs> exactly. This was a good movie, right?" So that's what I think. The, you just said this about Ghostbusters too. Yes. If you okay, do not go back and no, watch I, Ghostbusters. No, I own it. Too. I bought the Blu-ray of okay. one and two together. Okay. When I bought the pinball machine, so it's like be very this. drunk when you watch it. You'll probably <laughs> love them again because uh, I don't mind the second one. It obviously we're not doing a review, but it feels very childish compared to the first one, which is very adult. I don't. It has very adult <clears throat> moments in it, like when a ghost tries to give uh, not Peter. Dan Aykroyd a blowjob and stuff like that. It's like, oh boy, what the, what am I watching right now? It's, so yeah, yeah, you got a ghost who, who yeah tries to give one of them a blowjob. You got uh, what's another? There's another moment in it. The keymaster and the ring yes! gatekeeper. They all that stuff, it? all of that stuff. Like, uh, she's acting all sexy and she's acting all demonic and her like the clothes are practically falling off. And then the, with the keymaster wakes up his. He, they clearly just bang, and you're like, what? yeah, his like pant, yes, yeah, pants, pants are, are wide open. <laughs> He's just like, oh boy, that was the greatest moment of my life, kind of thing. Yeah, it was. Uh... But yeah, the second one felt really childish, and then um, then the cartoon, which is the real Ghostbusters, which was amazing. But then oh, I, amazing, I started rewatching it. Ghostbusters, the cartoon, which I've seen a lot because that's uh, Easton's obsession right now. Yeah, he wants to play the pinball machine. He does want to play. He, yeah. he keeps saying it. Um, but, uh, the Ghostbusters cartoon blows the movies, all of the movies, including the new one, out of the water by a long shot. 
And I don't think that the first season is really good. They didn't have their animation down the first season. Oh, yeah. Because I started at season one, episode one. Right. I've never seen this before. Right. Not that you should miss the first season, but they got it dialed in in the last three seasons. Uh, Their intro is different. A lot of the stuff is is a lot better. Um, Also, they have more gadgets near the end seasons. They're not just using... Uh, ray guns they got like grenades and different weapons as well which is a cool uh which is what i like about the new current ghostbusters from 2016 uh when they they had all sorts of weapons and that's cool you're gonna get you're gonna get lit on fire i know i am the end fight scene in ghostbusters 2016 is pretty bomb and it has one moment in it that makes up for the whole entire movie you just watch the one scene all right you cut this one scene out, watch that. You don't have to watch any more of the movie, and you will have a great time. And it's where uh, you haven't seen it. No, yeah, don't spoil it for me. I'm not going to. I only want to watch it if I don't pay for it. Like if someone lends me the DVD, I will watch it. I have it. You can watch it tomorrow for free on my on my uh, computer. I have it for free on Microsoft. Oh, you bought it? Yeah, well, I didn't. I don't have it for free. You can watch it for free. Because you bought it. Exactly. That is that is the only way I'll watch it, because of the shenanigans that that CEO of Sony did. Like, I am protesting it. Right. It makes sense. With my wallet. It makes sense. Um, Not to get too crazy off topic, but there was that Ghostbusters game for PS3 and Xbox 360 from the real guys, and that was going to be Ghostbusters 3, right. that script. So, I want to go get it. I, I have seen a lot heard, of trailers. A, for I remember it. playing it once, and it was a really good game. I've seen a lot of gameplay from it, for that matter, too, because all Easton does is watch Ghostbusters like YouTube videos. So <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of gameplay from that game, for that matter, and it really feels like a movie. Yes. Yep. There's a lot of cutscenes and a lot of stuff in it that it's it feels like a game secondary. It's like a game. They tried to turn a movie into a game. Not that that's a bad thing. It's probably a really good thing. I don't know. I haven't played it myself, but uh, it it's seems very interesting. We should play it together. Okay, I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, I have the new Ghostbusters game that nope. came out around the 2016 era. Another bad game. It's not good. It's very uh, simplistic. It's an above-down view of like four different characters. <clears throat> you can modify your characters and add different stuff to them. But it is... It's not even as good as like a mobile game. Oof. That's Bad News Bears. It is Bad News Bears because, again, bringing up my son again, Easton on his Fire tablet has a mobile Ghostbusters game that blows that game out of the water. <laughs> That's sad. Right. You were telling me about that. That's right. Right. It's way better than that one. And it's a shame because somebody bought that game for 60 bucks. I didn't. I bought it for real cheap from GameStop, you know, way afterwards for like, you know, 10 bucks or less. Probably 10 bucks. And I, I just wanted it because I wanted to play co-op with Easton. I knew he wanted to play a Ghostbusters game. And I knew that this was a very simple button scheme that he could just... As long as he could just move around and keep up with me, then I could kill all the ghosts. And you just... You know, at least if you're hanging out with me, you might kill one or two ghosts, but uh, you'll have a good time. And this is this is it. Yeah. I, I looked it up on Amazon. Knew they want 80 bucks. That's insane use they want 50 and i think it's because of this ghostbusters shenanigans where 
when people found out it was like the script for the third movie, everybody wanted the game. Kind of like Michael Jackson Moonwalker for Genesis. $80 new. Well, how many new ones do they have left? They can't have that many. Back to the Future of the game? What? That, that's what I'm playing right now. Oh, is that the Telltale? Yep. It's on 360. Oh, you got it on the gold. Well, no. Yeah, Xbox te- te- Yes, I got it on the Xbox Gold. And even though you're looking at a 360 game right now, it's on Xbox One. Oh, they like yeah. made an Xbox Correct. One version. There's an Xbox One version. Interesting. I'm going to check to see if GameStop has it. I should have looked. Oh, there's that case for the SNES Classic that I should have bought. <sighs> so many things to buy and so little money. See, on PC, it's ultra cheap, right? Because pirating and it's easy and yes, it's PC. Very, very cheap. No one... so... The Lego Dimensions here, the Ghostbusters Lego Dimensions, I almost bought that because he loves Legos and it's very cartoony and very fun. And like we've watched it on YouTube and it looks really cool. But you, it's just like a, a DLC. You can't just go play it. You, you have, have to, to own Dimensions. You, yes. You oh. have to buy all of the Dimensions. Oh, because it's just like Skylanders. It's that base yeah. with the scanny thing. Correct. It's, it's a whole <laughs> Skylanders scheme. So, and I don't want to get involved right now. No, you know how expensive it is? I don't want to get involved in this. <laughs> because I'm going to have so many little tiny Lego pieces all over the place. <laughs> You're going to step out of... Well, not, not just that. You're going to step on I'm not even going to be able to play the game because Easton's going to lose the pieces all over the place. Either way... At this point, he's too young to play either one. So I just looked up, because I have a Wii, and they also made the Ghostbusters for the Wii. And it is one and two players, so I'm assuming I'm a million bucks is co-op. I thought I played a co-op with my buddy back when I first came out. Okay. So we could do a total co-op playthrough. That works for me. Word up. At work. It's 30 bucks on the Xbox 360, which plays on one. We'll have to go snag that. Let's go see if that uh, retro store down the street from us has it. Buy local. Hashtag buy local. Hashtag flip the mansion. <laughs> uh, I that's it. All right. To wrap this up, again, I want to remind everyone wherever you are getting this podcast, whether it's on Podbean or Podcast Addict or iTunes, wherever you are. If you have the ability to comment or rate, go ahead and comment and rate on there. One, because we want to hear your opinion. We want to know what you guys like. If you guys think we're talking too much about this or we're talking too much about that or you want to hear something new, let us know. We want to know what you guys want to hear so that we can make a better podcast because we want to become better podcasters. Simple as that. Yeah, otherwise we're just going to keep talking about dumb crap. Right. We want to get better <laughs> for, for you. And the only way we can do that is with your help. So let us know. And money. And, yeah, you should we'll just pay, throw money at Oh, us I thought too. we were going to pay them to listen. Oh, we're not, we're not paying them. <laughs> <laughs> not only can you comment on all those different platforms, but you can also uh, email us at flippinandmashin at gmail.com. That's it for today. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. We don't have a closing. We don't have a closing. Yet. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye-bye.